Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by our YouTube channel. Mush. This year, 2017, I don't know when you're listening to this, but right now it's 2017. And we are doing a whole year of daily uploads on YouTube. Every single day, we got something coming out. And this is so we could build our presence. So go there, subscribe, share, like, comment, all that stuff. Let your video just play through our YouTube channel, or let your, uh, your, your computer, rather, play through our YouTube channel and just go all day while you're at work. That'd be cool, too. Or stay and listen. Really doesn't matter to me, as long as it's playing. So, go to YouTube, search Natural Habitat Podcast, and subscribe. Today, we're getting mysterious. On Tuesday, we talk Star Wars theories, and today, we're going deeper into the unknown. So I'm ready. Are you ready? Was that like a rhetorical question? No, I was talking to you. Oh. Are, are you ready? They couldn't see me. I was the wind. So why were you talking to me? I know. I'm sorry. I, I ruined the whole thing you were doing. Damn it. I thought it was just Kung Fu. No. I, I thought yeah. you were doing like a Tai Chi that, kind of thing. That is Kung Fu. The wind? Yeah. Oh. See? I'm not familiar with the whole thing. I know a little bit about Shaolin monks, and that's about as far as it goes. You could become the wind. You could become the water. You know what? Someone brought this to my attention the other day, and it kind of makes sense that ninjas are just Japanese burglars. Mm. Like, what if somebody like came into your house dressed in black and a mask and killed your family with a sword? It wouldn't be really cool. Unless you found out he was a ninja, then it would be pretty exciting. I don't know. What's the deal? I don't with that? think that's really how it worked. No, I think no. They were like assassins, and they were like looked up to upon by like the average citizen. True, but it's a joke, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a joke. That's all. They're a little burglary. I don't know. I don't know either because I'm maybe not, if they're like I don't know. I'm not a ninja. I'm not a ninja. Yeah. <laughs> so if you guys out there, if you are a ninja or you know a ninja. Have them get in contact with the show. So uh, let's do this. We haven't even played our new theme song yet. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is brand, brand spanking new. Brand new? Brand new. All right. Is it used? Well, we changed things. <laughs> it's third hand, second hand? We, we changed it up to get rid of copyright laws. Never heard of them. So here it is. <laughs> That is so dope. It's got me like a whole new different type of hype now. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's really like, now we're like nerd hype. Yeah, now it's for real. We're super nerds now. Now it's 100%. Yeah. Welcome to the Natural Habitat Podcast, coming to you live from the internet. My name is Mikey Booya. My name is Mikey Mushu. And we are here to dive into some unsolved mysteries. Yep. Now, you hear unsolved mysteries, and... I mean, myself, I think that guy whose kid died. What's his name? Robert Stack. Robert Stack. That's what I, I think that's of what I think of too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hear his voice saying it. <laughs> yeah, but that's not what we're doing. We're not doing the show Unsolved Mysteries. Next time on Unsolved Mysteries. Wait, can we get that guy to narrate this? We might be able to. Probably not. That, you know. We need a Robert Stack bot. <laughs> can someone make us one of those? Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause this real real fast, and then I'm gonna get in touch with Robert Stack's people and see if we can get him on the show. Okay. Okay, ready? Yeah. 
all right, it was a, a big no, an astounding no. They were not <laughs> interested whatsoever. <laughs> all right. So I don't know. Maybe next time. You know, they said. Uh, they no said. Stoners. They said get to a hundred million downloads a day, and then we'll talk. That's like impossible. We're almost there. What are you talking about impossible? That's like impossible. I don't even think there's a hundred million podcast <laughs> listeners yet. No, but maybe they're talking about you know five or ten years down the road. There might be 100 million. So if we get every single person that's ever listened to a podcast ever <laughs> to listen to one episode of our show all on the same day, then we can get Robert Stack on. But until then, <laughs> we're going to have to do it without him. That's the most impossible task. <laughs> hey, well, it's, some, it's something to achieve. Something Against to shoot for. Against all mm -hmm. So uh, have, we, have we even done an Unsolved Mysteries episode about the TV show? I want to say we did. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was nice. I think we did, actually. I want to say we might have. There's so many episodes that we've done, I don't remember half of them now. Yeah, I don't remember any of them. I look I through and I'm like, we did last week. and I'm like, whoa, that's pretty cool. We talked about that? I thought we did Young Guns. And I go, I wonder what I had to say about this subject. And I listen to it, and then I just say a bunch of insane things for an hour. And I'm like, oh, I was just talking to imaginary people that day. It was one of those. One of those. Another one. Another one. So... Uh, Tuesday, we got down on some Star Wars theories. The internet exploded. Everybody was like, "What? Wow!" And, wow. and zoink. Yeah. Uh huh. And oh my god. And people were like, "No." And then we was like, "Uh huh." Yeah. We commented. We were like, "Uh huh." Uh huh. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> and then uh, you know, it was like this big back and forth thing with the yeah, internet. You know. But uh. I think that we came out on top. We prevailed. People know. They listened to the episode and they were like, wow, those are some shocking theories. They're real. They're real. And They're I... really somebody's theories. <laughs> and in, <laughs> in, in all seriousness, when I did realize this whole Darth Jar Jar thing, yeah. and when I went and looked into it myself and watched the actual movies instead of watching YouTube videos... And I saw it with my own eyes. It changed my whole outlook on shit. And I think that there's things like that everywhere in the world that you could find, whether it be something that's mysterious, something that's positive, something that's negative. It could be anything. And it changes the way that you look at a certain thing in life or your whole life in general. And I think that's what's so intriguing about things like this, these unsolved mysteries, is that there's so many fucking things out there that we're just now discovering within the past 50 or 100 years and this shit's just gonna keep coming you know what i mean so you hear shit that sounds crazy at first and then after a while you're like okay that totally could have happened like there was some sort of giant fucking uh <laughs> some sort of giant animal i forget what it was <laughs> but at some point lake loch ness was connected to the ocean and there was some giant fucking animal out in the ocean that was there at the time. And they think that it just swam into the lake. People saw it in the lake. And that's how the whole Loch Ness Monster thing started. So that got me when I was a kid. I was really intrigued by Nessie in the early days of the internet. And I would look up little grainy pictures and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, that recently could be written off as an actual animal that just swam in from the ocean. No big deal. People are just excited. No big whoop. So, for, for me, that's the appealing thing for me, is that we could watch these Unsolved Mysteries things, and some of them will end up being true 10 or 20 years down the line, once we find some more shit, or figure out how something, <laughs> figure out how something works. I don't know. It's just, it, it's just fun to speculate either way. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to start this countdown or what? Countdown? Countdown. Yeah, this is a top 10 episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast. Did I mention that? Oh, it's a top 10? It's a top 10. We do top fives on our YouTube channel. This was a top 10? And we were like, you know, podcasts are a little bit longer, so we <laughs> figured we'd do a top 10. Yeah, we're going to do top 10. We're not going to... This is the top 10 of 10s. <laughs> we're going to do them in a weird order, though, okay? So, we're not going to do the regular... 10 down to 1 or the 1 up to 10 even because I think that numbers 
are ranked wrong. I don't think that the best numbers are in the best order. I think that top five numbers go like this. Five, number five. Four is number two. Three is number three. Two is number four. And one is number one. One's the best number. Wait. That checked out, okay? And I was it was really <laughs> hard for me to do it. But now that I think about it, I think that all checked out. I don't know, bro. Did I double up on a number? Maybe. Here, let's go back and listen. No. <laughs> five. Number five. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. I'm going to share the screen. We're going to get into... No. We're going to get into the first one of our top 10 countdown. And that is... That is... Number eight. Number eight. Number 10, the Voynich Manuscript. <laughs> you lied. Polish-American. No, it's our number eight, but it's no, his it's, number 10. It's number 10, bro. <laughs> number eight. Number it 10. Says one and a zero. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess that's a... Country eight. If you something. if you take the one and you put it in between the zero, then it turns into like a weird little makeshift eight. Okay. You never heard of how eights work? Never. Okay, let's do this. Number eight. Number ten, the Voynich <laughs> Manuscript. Named after the Polish-American book dealer who purchased it in 1912, the Voynich Manuscript is often touted as the world's most mysterious manuscript. A 240-page book is written in an unknown language that is yet to be deciphered, even after a century, leading many to suspect that it may simply be nonsense. But it isn't just the text that doesn't make sense. Alongside abstract astrological drawings, the Voynich manuscript features detailed diagrams of plants that don't match any known species on Earth. The original author of the manuscript remains unknown, but carbon dating does confirm that the pages were created between 1404 and 1438, and printed on calfskin rather than paper. So even if it is a hoax, it definitely <coughs> isn't a modern one. <coughs> Some believe the manuscript to be based on medieval medicine, whilst others suggest it to be a pharmacopoeia, which is a type of book dedicated to detailing the production of drugs. There's a case to be made for the latter argument, particularly if the author was dabbling in the fruits of his research a little more often than was perhaps wise. Some theorists have even suggested the book may be of alien origin, with generations of the world's best cryptographers failing to decipher the text of the book. But despite substantial research, no evidence has surfaced, leaving the purpose and nature of this bizarre manuscript a fascinating unsolved mystery. Dang. That's crazy. All right, so the Vestugio manuscripts or whatever. <laughs> uh, I like the pharmacopoeia theory that it's just a dude talking about how to make drugs. Hey, uh, that's going to be a fucking album title in the future. Pharmacopoeia. I like that. Yeah. Uh, have you ever watched Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia? Never fucking heard of it. Jesus Christ, bro. Hamilton Morris is a guy that goes around the world and does drugs. A bunch of different drugs. Like ayahuasca and he licks I, psychedelic I toads like and shit. That. You like that? I like that. I like that. You like the idea of it or you like the show and you actually have seen it? I've never seen it. Oh, I but like you it. like it. Yeah. And he like, uh, he just learns about crazy cultures that do crazy drugs and then he'll go there and find someone that wants to give him the drugs on camera and then he'll do them. And then uh, he's like a neuroscientist, so he likes to study like how it reacts to the brain and shit. <laughs> That's a good. That is the. Oh my god. It's a great excuse, right? I'm a fucking neuroscientist, bro. <laughs> 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 I never knew it till right now. Hey, he's I, fascinated. I, I'm a fucking neuroscientist. I always knew I was something. Yep, there it is. That's that is it because I am so fascinated with that. <laughs> I am extremely fascinated with drugs and the brain. Uh, yeah. Right. So who, so was who isn't? so who was isn't? this guy the Vestudio dude that wrote this he was a uh, that's why I'm Vestudio right oh my god it's a fucking kidding it is your real name Galasquez <laughs> Vestudio Galasquez and these are the Vestudio manuscripts so, hey it's my great uncle probably or something. yeah this seems a little too a little too uh, coincidental you got to have the herbs man 
So I don't know, man. I want to look into that. I want to look into those more, and uh, maybe we could be the ones to decipher it. Maybe, maybe if you like, did a bunch of like all Wait, those plants could have been ayahuasca. So maybe if you do some DMT and then try to read it, you could figure it out. Did, can you scroll down? Can does, I? Th yeah. Does it say the stuff? No, it doesn't. Oh damn it! I know. I wanted to see what the name of that was because then we. I want to see like a picture of the writing. He, they said it's like fake, you know. They said it was like some bullshit writing that they never seen before or whatever. But I'm curious to see like it almost looked like some cursive handwriting or some. It's the uh, the Voynich manuscript. V o y n i c h. So uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm gonna try to decipher that shit. So, are you ready to get into this uh, next one in the countdown? Yep. All right. Number four. Number nine, the Taos Hum. The small town of Taos in New Mexico is haunted by a strange buzz, which many describe as being similar to the sound of a distant diesel engine. It can easily be heard by the naked ear, Sound detection devices such as Naked. microphones and VLF antennae are entirely unable to pick it up. To this day, no one knows the origin of the sound or the reason behind this phenomenon. Generally heard only in quiet environments, this low-pitched sound can now be heard in various locations around the globe, ranging from Northern Europe, the USA and even the UK. And despite a 1997 order from US Congress, to investigate the phenomenon, the prestigious research institutes involved were unable to discover anything, and the hum remains one of the world's weirdest unsolved mysteries. Okay, what do you think about that? Because I've seen some crazy videos about some crazy-ass fucking sky noises. Um, yeah. That weren't, like, just edited videos. Oh, shit. Because it'll be all over the news multiple people recording from different angles like and there's some creepy shit that comes from the sky yeah i seen some ones that were pretty legit and sometimes like think about this sometimes you could be hearing something and not even know that it's not what you think it is like some you know when you hear like a crazy loud jet noise maybe one that not necessarily like breaking the sound barrier or anything, but one that's just like flying low or something that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's making a rumble or something. You could be hearing noises like that, but not see a plane anywhere. Yeah, that's happened well, to me like, a lot. Yeah, you know, so that, and sometimes you just can't see the fucking plane because you, you're not looking in the right direction. You don't understand like how the sound works, but sometimes... Maybe there is no plane. <laughs> you yeah. know, like who knows? Because some of the sounds that I've heard on some of those videos were were crazy, but you know, it's like you take it with a grain of salt because you never know what the fuck if it's real or not. So it's cool though. It's a cool phenomenon. It would be cool like it would be cooler to experience it in person. It's always cooler to experience this shit in real life. Cause then you get to like you know, you feel the energy of like what's going on around you and shit. Yeah, that would be some crazy shit. And it would also be a little scary, I think. Yeah, most definitely. That's what I mean. Like, that's the cool part about it. Like, being in an earthquake or something, or like, you know, like, that shit's scary. That shit fucks with you for a minute, you know? Or, like, seeing a fucking UFO or, like, hearing a fucking scary-ass noise coming out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it's being directed right at you. Or, like, you know, some of them are pretty intense, too. So, who, who knows, you know? Who knows? All I know is there's a lot of... There's a lot of shit out there that we know about that we don't know about. You know what I mean? Like, if that makes sense. Like, there's a lot of things out there that we know about, like <clears throat> DARPA and, like, all these other things, you know, like, all these harp, you know, like, p places that make fucking crazy instruments like that. Yeah. And, and like, other things like the fucking um, ones over by uh, Chernobyl and... Um, I don't know, like all kinds of things everywhere that we see things and we know they're there, but we don't know what the fuck they are mm -hmm. type of things, you know, like who knows. And then it's like uh, any sort of like shuttle that is shooting out of our atmosphere or any sort of huge like yeah. meteor or asteroid or something that 
comes in and hits our atmosphere, that shit makes noise too. Mm-hmm. So, not to mention all the crazy noises that are coming from space when they point fucking telescopes with big giant ears on them and they fucking point them at like weird planets and solar systems out there and they're making weird ass fucking staticky hum noises. That shit scares the shit out of me. We are very vulnerable floating around in space full of noises and vacuum and dark matter. So, uh, that's definitely a trip. And one day, that that's one of those things that one day might be explained because think about like, like, uh, like radio waves and, or like radiation. Like we had no way to to like gauge radiation, like a Geiger counter or whatever it is. Yeah. We had no way to know that there was radiation around. So besides feeling sick or anything, you wouldn't have any idea that it was there. Yeah, and that doesn't even like really happen at first. Yeah, so you're just kind of blah, blah, just chilling, and you can't even sense it because we don't have, we didn't have the tools yet. So maybe that's one of those things. We don't know what the sound is because we don't have the tools to capture it and figure it out, but someone will eventually and be like, oh, yeah. That's our atmosphere fucking shifting. Or no, or that's <laughs> us bouncing something off the atmosphere and fucking... Yeah, and it's like yeah. reverberating back. Exactly, you know, like that's more that's more closer to like the realm of real possibility, I think, because, you know, like that's already been proven that shit, we use shit to bounce off the ionospheres and everything else to like use radio waves and signals and shit for things that we do and you know what I'm saying? Like these, these are already real things. Yeah. So like... Who's to say somebody isn't just doing one to the extreme and juicing one up and fucking doing the shit or whatever, you know? Like, who knows? Did you see that picture I just sent you? Uh uh-uh. uh. It's the fucking, it's the um, Vestugio picture. <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, they were cool with the weed. They were cool with the weed? Yeah, they're cool with the weed. Um, it looks, the writing looks like some, uh, some weird like mix between like Celtic and like Arabic or some weird type of shit. I don't know. It's weird, but uh, it doesn't look too unfamiliar. It looks like something that possibly could be real. But look at those are like those are like weed leaves. Oh yeah, that's definitely weed. And then <laughs> I don't know what that is on the other side, but and then look at that writing. That looks like looks like something. Yeah, it looks familiar for sure. Yeah, it looks like something maybe you've seen somewhere on something. I don't want to guess because I don't want to make a racist assumption of what it is, but it seems like something I've seen. It would be cool to like have uh, young people or people who have no identification with it or like anything like that try to like break it down and see like what they can come up with or like somebody with fresh eyes, you know? Yeah. Kids would probably look at it and like maybe be able to figure it out, you know, the way that kids use emojis and shit, you know, like people... People think of things differently now. Fucking emoji analysis. Mm-hmm. That's how you figure it out. Can we get an emoji analysis on this? On this twenty-one forty-one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's All go right. on to this next one. This is uh, number nine. Number three. Wait, is it number nine or number three? Um, it, I don't know. Wait, you're right. This is number three. Okay, good. Number eight. The oh. aluminium wedge of Aoud. Found in 1974, the aluminium wedge of Aoud was found in a sand trench 10 meters deep in Romania, near the Roman town of Aoud. It was confirmed to be at least 400 years old, which didn't make much sense. Aluminium was discovered in 1808 and not produced in large quantities until the mid 1880s. Stranger still, the wedge was found alongside mastodon bones, an ancient sort of elephant thing that hasn't been alive for at least 11,000 years. The scientific consensus is that the wedge was made on Earth, with its purpose yet to be identified, but many claim the artifact to be proof of an alien visit to Earth. Maybe they accidentally landed their spaceship on a mastodon, which frankly strikes us as being a bit clumsy. So that it definitely looks machine to me, whatever that was. It looked like it was something that was made. It had like a hole in it and it was shaped like a wedge. Little That's teeth weird. on it. That's a trip. 
Yeah, that's weird. What do you think? But how, how do they... I don't know how you can classify it as alien. Yeah. I mean, just because aluminum wasn't being mass produced yet doesn't mean that somebody didn't find a chunk of natural aluminum and then fucking shape well, it. Well, no, no. There's, I don't think there's such thing as aluminum. Yeah, you're right. Natural aluminum, right? It's like man-made, right? Well, there could be like... It's yeah, a mixture. But it's also like found in the ground, aluminum. So there could have been just a rock that was high in aluminum, not made out of aluminum, but enough to where when they looked at it and sampled it, they were like, this is aluminum. You know what I mean? I'm not a scientist. I'm just a neurosurgeon or whatever. <laughs> what do you say? Yeah. <laughs> not a neurosurgeon. You're a neuroscientist. Yeah. I'm not a scientist. I'm a neuroscientist. I'm not a scientist, <laughs> but I am a neuroscientist. <laughs> if you have any brain drug stuff you need taken yeah. care of. I got you. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next one. Number seven. Number seven. The oh, Overton Bridge. <laughs> The Overton Bridge in Scotland remains a mystery due to suicidal dogs. This phenomenon began in the 1950s when people started noticing dogs suddenly and inexplicably jumping off the bridge and falling to their death on the rocks below. The majority of the dogs jumped from almost exactly the same spot between the two final parapets on the right hand side of the bridge. Over the past 50 years, around 50 dogs have mysteriously decided to make this grisly leap, with five deaths reported over a six-month period in 2006. But strangely, only long-nosed breeds seem to be affected. Retrievers, Labradors and Collies, with some believing that the irresistible smell of mink is to blame for so many mutts making the jump. Why this exact spot of this exact bridge has caused so many dogs to leap to their deaths remains a mystery, but it seems like the real mystery at this stage is why they haven't put a bloody fence up yet. Whoa. Uh, what the fuck is with that? <laughs> Eight dogs are leaping? It, said, oh, no. oh. it says that, uh, that it's like one a year. One yeah, dog's leaping nuts. a year. You know um, what? I don't know what it could be. I honestly like. I don't know. I don't know if a smell would make a dog be enough to jump. There's got to be like something more than that. You know, like I don't know. What like the only smells for a dog probably. They would make him do something stupid would be like if another dog in heat, you know, or like. Yeah, it's oh, uh well, what it is, is it's male mink urine. So there's minks down there that are pissing and the urine does something to their brain, supposedly, like if a dog was in heat or there was like some other animal, like they could sense animal urine territory, like all that shit. And it makes them want to jump down there, which is a trip. And they did a test. They took 10 dogs, put them on the bridge, fucking had minks down there, and eight of them jumped off the bridge. What the fuck? Yeah. So that's some crazy shit, man. Uh, do you know the story of the Pied Piper? Do you know the story of the high piper? <laughs> oh, yeah, I know that story. Oh, okay. But uh, I was watching that uh, Beware the Slender Man. Beware. <laughs> Where? I was watching Beware the Slender Man. Beware the Slender Man. Where? And uh, they talked about the story of the Pied Piper, which I had heard of, but I never heard the story. And what it was was back in the day, there was... Uh, it was in like England or some shit. There was this guy and the whole town. No, there was a town, not a guy. Town. And it was covered with uh, rats. They couldn't get rid of the rats. They were fucking getting everybody sick, eating everything. So this dude comes in and he's like, hey, I got this flute. I'll play this song and I'll get all the rats out of your town. You pay me the money. Fucking however much, right? So they agree to pay him. And then uh, he plays the song. All the rats start following him. <clears throat> he walks down the main street, 
to the bridge and jumps off the bridge and all the rats follow him into the bridge and they all drown in the water, right? So he goes back and they like refuse to pay him or they're not going to pay him as much. They're like, all the rats are dead now, so you fucking take whatever we give you. What are you going to do, bring the rats back? You know what I mean? So he goes, hey, this isn't the only song I could play. Like there's multiple songs I could play that will totally fuck your life, so pay me. Otherwise, I'm playing another song. And they're like, suck my dick. So he goes outside, starts playing his flute, and the whole village freezes. Everybody's just frozen, except for the children. And all the children go and follow him, just like the rats did. Follow the music. He walks up to the hills. A hole in the side of the mountain opens. All the kids go inside. So does he. The hole closes, and nobody ever sees him again. So he, like, stole all the children, but it was almost like like he's not a bad guy, but he is a bad guy, but he took all the kids, but he didn't hurt the kids. They were, like, real happy, and now they live inside of this mountain. That you know of. Yeah, but they were also never seen again. So it was, like, a fucking crazy story. I didn't know that it had that dark ending. Hmm. And that is where the story of Slender Man came from. It's like mm. uh, it's like a retelling of a boogeyman story. Hmm. So I don't know, man. Maybe the Pied Piper had something to do with these dogs jumping off this bridge. I want to go there and see it happen. Me too. I want to take a dog there. All right. Yeah, <laughs> and then save it. Save the dog. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't want to drown a dog. <laughs> no. What do you mean? I never said drown. Yeah. I I you know I took it there. In my head. Not cool. You said you wanted to bring a dog. Figure the a dog walk, would jump. Across the bridge. <laughs> That's it? That's Why are you going to go all the way around the world to fucking yeah. walk on a bridge? Because I like bridge walking. Just so you could prove that Charlie's smart? Yeah, she is. You'd be like, yeah, you're not You're not dumb. You're not going to jump off a damn bridge. You don't know nothing. You don't know nothing. I think that's just stupid dogs. Like dogs that don't listen. And dogs that are just like... <laughs> like no, when people come all over. dogs have dog brain. <laughs> <laughs> They can only focus on one thing at a time. Yeah, you're right. Well, uh, there's really no way to find out except for go there. And take your dog. Take your dog. So we're all going to meet there with our dogs. <laughs> <laughs> January 1st, 2018. All right. Okay, here we go. Number two. Number two. Number six, the Loch Ness Monster. Ooh. The Loch Ness Monster has never been formally discovered, but has allegedly been sighted a number of times. The unknown animal that inhabits Loch Ness in the Scottish Highlands has baffled scientists for decades, with purported photos of a giant sea serpent living in the murky depths. Nessie became an international sensation after it appeared in the headlines in 1933. The report quoted someone as seeing something that resembled a dragon or prehistoric animal. Nessie was apparently again spotted in 1960, with an aeronautical engineer filmed a moving hump in the water of Loch Ness. Digital enhancements of the footage years later seemingly revealed two more humps, a rear body and flippers. Despite the almost celebrity status of the Loch Ness Monster, there haven't been any verified sightings of the creature since the 1920s, which seems suspect considering the attention it receives. Uh, but even though it's been a while, there's still been 3,000 fucking Nessie sightings, but probably like a good 2,500 of them are just people going there so that they could say they saw the Loch Ness Monster. Because if I traveled all the way to fucking Lake Loch Ness and didn't see anything, and if it was just me, or like me and one other person, I'd be like, okay, let's go back and say that we fucking saw the monster, you know what I mean? So that way we could be part of the thing. Yeah, because that one's for sure not real. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, there's actually a new study that I found that says that uh, during the time, there was a bunch of seismic activity at the Great Glen Fault, which runs underneath Loch Ness Lake. And there's this uh, researcher that thinks that it was gas bubbles that were being released and creating these like ripples in the water that kind of look like something is swimming along in the water. You know what I mean? Like something's breaching. But I don't know, yeah. man. It's possible. It's definitely possible. 
That's one of those ones that'll never happen. Gas bubbles sink ships and shit. And there was also that, you know, big animal that lived in the ocean that came and swimmed in and swam swum. Supposedly. <laughs> that I have zero information about. Yeah, there's no <laughs> fucking proof of any of that. So. All right. Let's get to this next one. This is... Could have been, uh, been a fucking cow taking a swim. They're like, oh, you see that? Look at it, that's Bessie. <laughs> it's Bessie. It's my cow Bessie. <laughs> then it's turned into... It's like... Uh, Oh, what's, she's in the lake. Now she's Nessie. What's that uh, game called? It's like Chinese telephone or something like that, yeah. where you like whisper into each other's ears. You whisper and lay in bed and whisper, and then you have sex. No. One person whispers to another person. They whisper down the line, and then it gets all the way back around, and then it changes by the time it's you get back. Different, yeah. Yeah. Everybody changes one thing. <laughs> Or something like that. Well, uh, that's probably what happened. It was Bessie in the lake. Yeah, it was the cow taking a swim. I knew it. T turned into Nessie, Lake Loch Ness Monster. The rest is history. That's it. So we here solved. we go. We, we solve everything. We should be the solved mystery show. We should be Robert Stack. We're fucking stacked, Robert. We should be the solved mystery show. <laughs> Welcome to solved mysteries. Yeah, because we solved them all. Let's solve another one. All right, we're doing it. Number 10. Number 10. Number five, Stonehenge. Stonehenge remains one of the world's greatest unexplained mysteries. Hold up. Estimated to be more than 5,000 years old. Let me tell you a little something. I. That I don't know if they're going to tell you right here. Is it story time? Yeah. Okay. Most people don't know this, and I didn't know this until recently, but Stonehenge could have been fucking completely different. At, at one point, they dug all that shit up to see if something was under it. Yeah. And then, and then like, they fucking had to pour, like, concrete under that shit and then reassemble all that shit. So... Who the fuck knows if it's even in the real position that it once was before? Who the fuck knows like what about anything about this anymore? And that's the real truth. Look it up, you know? Like, um, you know, no matter what, no matter what, even if they moved it once, there's no way they put it back exactly, exactly. And if it, if there was supposed to be with some type of alignment or anything like that, there's no fucking way of ever knowing now. Yeah. That's fucked up, man. And how long ago did that happen? Before oh, no. before people cared about that shit? <laughs> I don't know. No. But they had it's, concrete. <laughs> yeah, it's happened like within the last hundred years or whatever. Man, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Ain't that a trip, right? What the fuck? Well, there we go. Mystery solved. <laughs> Anyways, the reason why these guess, large yeah. rocks were placed remains unexplained. Excavations point towards Stonehenge being built in four stages, the first being a series of holes dug around 3100 BC, intended for religious ceremony. A thousand years later, enormous bluestones from mountains in Wales were transported more than 240 miles to the Stonehenge area. Now this was apparently achieved before the wheel was invented, so how they accomplished this is perhaps the biggest mystery. Once transported, these stones were aligned perfectly with the midsummer sunrise, and the stones were subsequently set up to form an incomplete double circle. The third stage involved more stones being transported from the Marlborough Downs, a mere 25 miles away from the area. And the final stage occurred five centuries later, when the Welsh blue stones were rearranged into the site that we see today. Even after all this, the meaning of Stonehenge still remains unclear. It could have been an observatory, a burial ground, <laughs> maybe just a really nice place to chill out. At this yeah, stage, we yeah. never truly know. Yeah, we never will know. So he yeah. just so he just said that they were rearranged. Yeah, multiple times, and it's yeah. fucking nuts. Like, what the hell, dude? Yeah, so it's just a fucking toy that everybody just keeps playing with, and it's not history, or yeah, well, or some sort of weird old mysterious thing at all. Some history is. History on top of history, you know, like yeah. some temples have been rebuilt on top of other temples. Yeah, that's some whole, some fucking whole pyramids on top of older pyramids. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot, a lot of that shit and fuckery has really gone on. So like 
that blurs a lot of lines about like how old some shit really is 10,000 or 100,000 years old who fucking knows you know or whatever but um stuff like that that was blatant like what the fuck bro yeah like (laughs) it's not that hard to figure out like you know without being able to document the shit the right way taking the shit and putting it back together is never gonna work you know yeah it's no good it's like like that's that's like an old building that's been remodeled four times. Let's see how they did it. Let's see what's under it. Why you got to do the whole thing? <laughs> <laughs> you could have just like done one part. And right? Then I mean like... Nope, rip it all out. I don't know. That there's supposed to be like a code or something like to where like sometimes you just leave shit alone. Yeah. It's, until you get the right tools, right? You know, like if you don't have the right tools, don't be fucking with shit. Yeah, it's like if I were to be exploring that area of wherever Stonehenge is and fucking uh, walking along in these fucking grass plains and I come over some hill and I see these rocks that are all fucking aligned and stacked all weird. The last thing I would want to do is fuck with them. Like, you would want to leave that there forever for as long as you can. Yeah. But, it's like, a, I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's all crazy. It is. So uh, there's another one solved. Another one solved. Yep. Let's get to the next one. This is number one, baby. <laughs> number number one. Number four, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> During 1888, East London witnessed a series of horrific murders, most of which occurred in the Whitechapel area. The name Jack the Ripper came from a letter sent to the newspaper at the time from an individual claiming to be behind the murders. The majority of his victims were prostitutes, their throats were cut, and bodies severely mutilated, with some of the bodies being discovered just minutes after the killer left the scene. Police at the time had several suspects but lacked the evidence for any formal conviction, leaving history to speculate in often wild ways, with some pointing the finger at Prince Albert Victor, who was Queen Victoria's grandson. The most popular theory is that Jack might have been a doctor or a butcher, based on the evidence of the weapons used and an apparent knowledge of human anatomy. On a side note, Jack wasn't the first serial killer, but he was probably the first to appear in a large metropolis at a time when the general populace had become literate and the press was a force for social change. The Ripper appeared amidst a time of tremendous political turmoil, with many reporting on the crimes in a manner that helped further ulterior agendas. So that's some crazy shit. I remember I used to trip out on that when I was a kid, too. And uh, Jack the Ripper was crazy, man. Jack Nitzerman? Jack Jacques the Nitzerman. <laughs> uh, um, what did they say? Didn't we find out who he was? I, I, think, believe, I believe that one solved as well. I think so. Solved. Um, yeah, they wait. They did find out who he was, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that one is a rap. Let's see. Let me save this tab of this dead girl on my... Living tab dead girl. Uh, Jack the Ripper. Let's see. Uh, Now, more than after three years of scientific analysis, Russell says that Jack the Ripper's true identity has been found interwoven in a ragged 126-year-old shawl. In a shawl? And he fingers Polish immigrant... (gasps) Aaron Kosminski. Kosminski? As that's the definitely killer. not how you say it. They like that's for sure. They have the weirdest saying names. Like it's nuts. That is definitely not how you say it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like <laughs> you can't understand like until you hear it. I'm telling you, Polish are the are the weirdest names, but it's cool. So uh, Aaron Kon Konminski. <laughs> yeah. That's was some Polish immigrant, and this is just some guy that is claiming in his new book that that's what it is. Um, that's what it is. Yeah. Do they have DNA? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, <laughs> that would said, be crazy. He right? said he has a shawl, so if he has a shawl and its true identity is in there, then maybe there's some DNA in that bitch. What's a shawl? A shawl is like like a. Good shawl, y'all. It's like a like like a like a big scarf. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What's a shawl? 
What is a shawl? <laughs> a shawl is like a fucking Jedi coat or something. It's or probably a, not. It's probably not either. No, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good uh, times. How do you spell it? You don't. Let's see. Let me go back to that. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let me go back to Jack the Ripper. And then let me just find out how to spell shawl real, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's how come? Not tell you that. Yeah, it is. Good show, yeah. Here we go. Has Jack the Ripper's identity been revealed in a shawl? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think a shawl is? Why are you putting this on me? <laughs> Give me a guess. Here we go. <laughs> You don't know? It's a fucking jacket, right? It's his jacket. It's shawl, y'all. Yeah, it's a it's a piece of fabric worn by women over the shoulders or head and wrapped around a baby. There you go. So it's yeah, his jacket. You know, I said I said a big scarf. So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think you're probably closer than I was. <laughs> it doesn't have sleeves. <laughs> See, that's a that's a big fucking scarf. That's a fucking blankie. Okay, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that, and that is yet another mystery solved. We know what a shawl is now. Hey, we solving all of them. We're solving all of the shawl mysteries, y'all. Solved the mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. All right, number six. Here we go. Numbers. Number three. Oh, wow. Signal. Jim Raymond was a volunteer for the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence Project and is believed by some to be the first human being in history to receive a message from an alien world. In 1977, while scanning deep space radio waves, he suddenly witnessed his measurements spiking. The signal was strong and was transmitted from the constellation Sagittarius, which is 120 light years away from Earth, which roughly equates to 126 trillion miles. All attempts to pick up the signal again have since failed, resulting in natural speculation about its meaning and origin. The signal's name was derived from the exclamation of WOW that Jerry wrote in the margin wow. of the transmission's printout. Not exactly the most creative naming in the world there, chaps. Okay, so this one's solved. Solved? Solved. I believe this one is solved as well. Yeah. I believe that this one is a funny one too. If I remember right, I heard that this one, the wow signal that they heard was somebody using the microwave in their building at the time that they were listening. Wow. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, is that funny or what? That's good. I think it, I'm pretty sure that's what it was, something like that. Let's see. <laughs> That's actually really lame, too. <laughs> yeah, there's a few different pages about it, but that's definitely one of the theories. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. And he was just like, oh, my God, wow. And it was a microwave. Maybe he knew it, and he said, wow, because that Hot Pocket was really good. And he was like, this is where I cooked my Hot Pocket. It was a signal from space. Wow. He was just lit. It was in space, just the space right there around him, closer mm -hmm. space. All right. Well, another one solved. Let's get into... Uh, Dude, we are the Soft Mysteries podcast. We are, and that is what this episode is called. Welcome to Soft Mysteries. So uh, I wish we would have started like that. It would have been great. I, I, I know. <laughs> we didn't know. We didn't know we were going to solve all these. No, we didn't, but, you know, that's how life works. Yep. So these are uh, the last two. I'm sure they're going to get crazy. Holy shit. Do we even know what number they are? Uh, yeah, I do. All right, let's see. This one right here is, of course, number 11. Number five. Oh. Number two, the Bermuda Triangle. Numerous airplanes and boats have seemingly disappeared in the ocean between Florida, San Juan, and Bermuda, with the area now ominously known as the Bermuda Triangle. Human error, natural disasters, piracy, and equipment failure don't seem to be able to account for the mysterious loss of so many craft, leading to intoxicating theories, including 
time warps. The first unsolved event took place during the 1950s. Flight 19 contained a group of five US Navy bombers who were on a training mission. The flight leader purportedly said, We are entering white water. Nothing seems right. We don't know where we are. The water is green. No, white. It was later claimed that Navy officials stated the planes flew off to Mars, which frankly seems like a large leap of judgment. All 14 airmen on the flight were lost, as were all 13 crew members of a PBM Mariner, which apparently exploded whilst out searching for the original flight. While a considerable amount of documentation verifies that the actual number has been inflated, there remains no solid explanation for the large number of disappearances in the area. So, what do you think about that one? Solved. Solved? Yeah, but here, I love those ones, actually. I love that type of shit because a lot of that shit happened, you know, like, shit did come up missing. Yeah, a lot of people did disappear. Yeah, shit, shit was real. So, the Bermuda Triangle's not, I'm not, whoever's explaining it, I'm gonna say, like, they could be right, but probably not right, you know, like, um... Some things are not all the way explained yet, and I'm going to say that we have partial evidence at best of what is really going on. But there is some real phenomena happening, and it's like, motherfuckers come up missing and shit shit happens. But uh, I love the stories, you know, because it's all like, it's all real shit. Did you know that supposedly there's like a fucking pyramid underwater in the Bermuda Triangle? What? At the bottom of the ocean that's made out of like quartz or something like that. Dang. Yeah, some something crazy like that. Um that's another thing like and supposedly people know about it. Like some some people know about it but never talk about it because they can't really like get down there to investigate it or whatever. Like maybe have tried and failed or something or I don't know, I saw some crazy shit about it, but you know. Who knows? Who knows? There's a lot of crazy, uh, crazy things going on there, and then there's more than one. Also, there's more than one spot on the planet, and so highly unexplainable. You know? Yeah, especially just uh, like how all of our instruments get all fucked up in the Bermuda mm-hmm. Triangle, and the same thing happens in Antarctica. It's like holes in the fucking magnetosphere or some shit. You know, it's like. You know, like, we are in this ball of magnetism, and, like, some places don't work right. Yeah. And the poles are, like, shifting right now and going through this fucking change. It reminds me. so, like, there's a lot of, like, crazy spots, and it's been happening over, like, a long period of time. So, like, who knows exactly how long the Bermuda Triangle has been there. Nobody knows. It reminds me of that, uh, that map that we saw of the warped magnetic, like, fields on the Earth. You know what I mean? How everything's yeah. all getting fucked up now. Yeah. So, yeah, man. You think that you're on Earth, and if it's, you know, this is how it is. You've got your compass, and it points this way, and if you're standing on a hill, you're going to slide this way, and shit's all... I mean, think about, like, mystery spots and shit. Yeah, that's what I was going to say also. It's yeah. like, you know, the shit is fucked up in some spots, and they're blatantly obvious. And, and another thing about that Bermuda Triangle is, like, there could be so many underlying factors in the same way as like uh gas coming up from fucking faults and shit as well uh-huh. and and then like you know um crazy like magnetism holes or whatever and then like you know um the fucking atlantis underneath it it could have been a crazy whale breeding ground and they all came all over the place and that's why the water was white <laughs> and he was like the water's green no it's white and one just like was a little sick yeah I don't know about a little sick. If you got green cum, you should go see a doctor immediately. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get back to this last one on the countdown. You know what number it is? Number. um, uh, Number nine. Number one, flight MH370. 
Mystery has continued to surround the fate of Malaysia Airlines flight MH370, which had 227 passengers and 12 crew members on board. The plane disappeared entirely during a flight from Kuala Lumpur to Beijing on March 8, 2014. Since then, a multinational search and rescue effort, believed to be the largest in history, was initiated in the Gulf of Thailand and the South China Sea. Malaysia Airlines stated the plane lost contact less than an hour after takeoff, despite no distress signal or message being sent from the aircraft. While climbing to its assigned cruise altitude of 35,000 feet and traveling at 542 miles per hour, it suddenly ceased all communications and the transponder signal was lost. The crew was expected to contact air control in Ho Chi Minh City once the aircraft passed into Vietnamese airspace, which was just north of the point where contact was lost. The captain of another aircraft sought to reach the crew of flight MH370 just after 1.30 a.m. The captain said he established contact, but just heard static and mumbling. Since its disappearance, the search for the aircraft has covered 7.6 million square kilometers. That's equivalent to 11% of the Indian Ocean and 1.5% the surface of the Earth. Public communication from Malaysian officials pertaining to the flight's disappearance have been subject to much criticism. The New York Times stated the Malaysian government and the airline released incomplete, imprecise and sometimes inaccurate information, while civilian officials have contradicted messages given by military leaders. The seeds of distrust created by this have led to a number of conspiracy theories involving the Malaysian government, ranging from conventional attacks, hijacking, or a successful attempt to hack the plane's systems. Alternatively, some even believe the flight to have been the victim of an extremely unlucky meteor strike. Two Iranian individuals were traveling on the plane with what turned out to be stolen passports, but investigation suggests no link to terrorist groups. There are also four passengers who checked in for the flight, but didn't show up to the airport. Only time will tell if we'll ever truly find out what happened to flight MH370, but in this day and age it's truly puzzling how a plane can simply vanish without trace. Unfortunately Ooh. for the families and friends of those on board, the truth behind the disappearance of flight MH370 may never actually come to light. Okay, well fortunately, for the family of everybody that was on Malaysia flight 187-48394. Oh, 187? We are solving mysteries today. So we're going to solve this shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this, I remember, this was just in 2014. So, I remember when it was like the fucking hot shit. It was all over the news everywhere. I remember, uh, I remember being in uh, the hospital with uh with my girlfriend michelle everything's fine don't worry and we were chilling watching tv and it was just fucking malaysia flight coverage all day every day and you know with all the different like all the different things that are on the plane all the different devices all the different gps systems and satellite trackers how does the plane disappear in 2014 you know what I mean? And I think... It's, go ahead. I think I know. What is it? I think you know, too. What is it? I think that all of those people were taken for a government experience. experiment. Experiment. <laughs> Damn it. Experience. Damn it. <laughs> 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 the real the real government experience yeah that, that's it bro you got it hey you got it that's it is that what you were gonna say no the government experience government experience that's it that's it um i love it i almost did it hey your theory is gonna be just as good as anybody else so congrats to that well thanks. i'm saying i'm gonna say this okay it got shot down yeah i'm saying that's for sure what happened it got shot down and I want to say, look at who's on board. Who's on board? Where are they going and why? Because didn't I, didn't we hear something about all of the people on board were like, um, 
working towards some fucking cause like uh um it was like this fight or another one something like where they were like a bunch of people on board were people that were working on like an AIDS cure or some like some weird thing like that something like you know like huh i'm pretty sure that was like the conspiracy theory at the time it was like it was like something about all the people on board had something to do with why that plane was shot down or something or like it, and that was the conspiracy or whatever um, hmm. yeah that's weird man i don't know there could be uh there could be a lot of reasons and there's definitely something i think there's definitely something going on that's more than just a plane crashed in the ocean you know what I mean? It's weird that they instantly, within an hour, lost communication. How somebody got through to them and just heard static and mumbling. And it's just uh, how they can't find any trace of it at all. And okay, well, giant search that's going on. The what they're trying to say with their flight path was something to do with, like, it goes um, around the South Pole or some shit. You know, like, nothing goes over the South Pole. Mm-hmm. Because of communication, well, whatever whatever was going on in their flight path, there's there's holes, like wherever they're going, there's holes of where they're in communication and when they're out, and they time those and they know like flight controllers and things like that. They know like when you come into those and when you come out, and you know what I mean. And they like check in and like they mm. they monitor everything. They monitor every plane in the sky, right? Yeah. So they like they're saying that something that. Like that, like they were out of contact, and then while they were out of contact, they ended up going the wrong way or some shit, and then ended up going down or whatever. And that was like how they were trying to white explain it, you know what I mean, or whatever. Yeah. But if they know that, why is there no evidence of it? You know, if they if they have tracking evidence supposedly or whatever, then how how come there's no evidence of the crash like that? You know, and and there was like a lot of a lot of factors, a lot more factors. Like I said, there was some conspiracy about who was on board. There was some other conspiracy about like maybe it had something to do with like some shadow government ship. Maybe the plane was just hijacked and landed in some fucking hangar somewhere. Maybe the fucking you know like there was a lot of shit going around at the time. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't solved think or not solved? What do you think? Solved? It was shot down? Uh, I'm going to say solved as in that we, f we found out that it didn't crash. <laughs> that doesn't make sense, but... Yeah, whatever. solved. Not crashed. Are we not crashed, but, but not shot down? Maybe shot down. Maybe maybe crashed on purpose. Maybe taken somewhere. Maybe it's in the inner earth. <gasps> like at the South Pole? That's where it was su supposedly flying around, you said. So maybe it fucking dipped in there. Boop, I, I don't quote me on that. I'm just, I was just using that as an example. Yeah, I know. Of like, well, know. Maybe, uh, maybe it happened. Maybe these are the first people that all paid money and non-disclosure agreements to go to the inner earth. Saying this, look at maybe you know someone's like, this. "Look, guys, we're doing private flights and trips to the inner Earth. You want to do it or not?" I'm down to do it. Well, you're gonna have to disappear. You're okay, gonna have look. to fucking go on a disappeared flight, vanishing flight. Well, I don't know. I'm down to do it. You would probably be down to do it. Do you think in the moment, say that was a possibility? Say that in a parallel universe to the one we live in right now, the pilot was like. I know about this place. We can all go. But if if everybody's down to go, we can all go. Yeah, but, but we can everybody never come back. Yeah, we can never come back and everybody in your life is just going to think that you just disappeared, that your plane crashed. I want to say you get no closure, you can't go back for anything, you can't go get your bong or your iPad or no right, that. Right, right. I I want to say like and you, you don't know. really know what inner earth is like. Yeah. Yeah, right. So would it be worth it? I want to say no. I want to say people would like refuse. Yeah. But at the same time, people are the most selfish things ever created. Well, 100%. And, you know, I would not put it past everybody on a plane to opt in for a once in a lifetime experience because also people are sheep 
and they follow others. And if everybody's like, fuck it. Yep. <laughs> Cheers, bottoms up, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but in the in that same respect, people are selfish and they don't want to give up their things and their life. And they're like, dude, I just got a new car. I'm not going to, what do you mean, what's going to happen to my car? And they're like, your car doesn't matter. You're, you're dead in this world. We're going to a new world now. Then they'd be like, no, this is a little culty. I kind of want to go back. <laughs> Sometimes the reward has to be greater than the risk. Yeah. But I think I'd definitely be asking questions. I'd be like, is there Star but Wars? But if there's no time, though, you know, like that's, that's the, probably the scenario also. You're in a plane. Yeah. You're, you're flying. You get your fucking 30,000 feet up in the air. You know, you're like, time, t t time is ticking of the essence, as they say in the plot or whatever. And you're just like, yeah, um, decision time. Fucking, are we going? <laughs> you know, in a situation like that, nine times out of ten, it's a fuck it situation. You know what I mean? You're like, all right, fuck it. Let's go. Especially like, I don't know. If there's some promise, like, say, what if there's a fucking, you know, like how, how the guy, what's his name? Admiral Byrd. Uh -huh. ma he made it sound real nice, you know? And he made it sound like everything was like a utopia, like a fucking, like, everything is good, good vibrations, good fucking, you know what I mean? If that was a thing. So let's say, like, you know, this pilot knows some of that, knows the same thing he knows. And he's like telling you, he's like, I know this place. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, I don't know, I don't know. People will surprise you every time. It'd be every tough. single time. So uh, I'm gonna say soft. I'm gonna say that the pilot was like, "Hey, I know about the inner Earth. Do you guys want to go?" Everybody said yes. <laughs> All right, soft. soft. There it is. Inner Earth. It, and <laughs> was it really one eight seven? Was that the number on it? No. I made that up. Oh. The number is, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Mal Malaysian flight. It can't be 187. Can it? I hope not. That would be crazy. No, it's getting. No, it's 370. Well, yeah. let's Google that real quick. Does 370 mean anything? What does 370 mean to you? Let's find out. Uh, let's see. Isn't it like numerology or something like that? I don't know. Remember when I was telling you that story about the 2043 thing? Uh-huh. Well, I was searching everywhere trying to see what I could find about 2043. Nothing was coming up. And that's strange. Nothing? Uh, let's see. Angel numbers. Angel numbers? What? I don't yeah. want some fucking from the book shit. I want some like... <laughs> what you talking about? Right, how what about, what how was about the Urban, number? Three what? Urban Dictionary. 307? What did you say? 370. Three, oh, <laughs> 370? All right. Uh, what does that mean? 370. It means to disappear without a trace. Holy shit. Is that real? <laughs> what if the cops show? <laughs> then we go 370 on that shit. <laughs> Can I borrow your phone for a sec? Mine went 370 this morning. So this is, is, that, a, this is, a, is new, that a real thing? This is a new slang that was created after the Malaysian flight, I believe. This is on Urban Dictionary. To disappear without a trace. Went 370, dog. Uh, three, year 370 was a common year starting on Friday of the Julian calendar. Oh, there it is. That's now, the year 370. Now we got it all figured out. Huh. Well... We got a bunch solved today. I think we did good. I think we did. So uh, if anybody out there has some mysteries you need solved, hit us up. 15 bucks on PayPal. We'll solve anything. <laughs> These ones were free. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys on Saturday. Natural Habitat Recordings.